Hello, everyone. My name is Chris Sims, and this is a Sailor Business Chibisode. That's right, everyone. These are the episodes that we do that exist outside of the continuity of the anime, where we talk about other topics. We talk about fan fiction or music or other things related to Sailor Moon. And today, we're going to talk about crime. My favorite topic. That's right, everyone. Uh, we talked about maybe doing this on our most recent regular episode, but if you haven't heard it, please welcome my special guest for this chibisode, Aaron Carney. Aaron, welcome back. Thank you so much for having me. I'm surprised. Pleasantly surprised, but surprised. Now, there's two things that we need to establish right up front. Mm-hmm. Number one, as we have talked about before, that there's the debate over whether Sailor Moon is a superhero. Mm-hmm. And I would say she fits. She fits the definition. Mm-hmm. But she's not a crime fighter. She doesn't go on patrol looking for illegal activities that she can stop. She has more of a more of a focus on more esoteric actions, let's say. Yeah, trouble tends to find her more than uh, the other way around. Trouble tends to come from a thousand years in the future or a thousand <laughs> years in the past. <laughs> yes, one or the other. But uh, that... I'm going to guess that some of these activities that we see the Sailor Moon villains engaging in are, in fact, highly illegal. I, I think that's a, pretty, uh, that's a pretty safe bet, yes. So the other thing we need to establish is your credentials. You are a legal professional. I am working on my way towards that. I'm currently a law student entering my third year. It's a three-year program. But I have been practicing at a uh, student legal aid clinic under the supervision of qualified lawyers. So I've been representing people uh, for low-level criminal offenses and um, what are called in Ontario, the province of Ontario, provincial offenses. So I've got a bit of experience here. We'll see if I can apply it. So I guess that's the other thing is you would have a knowledge of Canadian law. Yes, uh, Which... but I maintain that because uh, Sailor Moon started as a Canadian dub, it's uh, therefore part of Canadian content, so it's subject to my laws. See, okay, all right. You got to the joke that I was going to make before I did. Oh, no way! <laughs> you said, Aaron, you said you were going to be the straight man, and I could make oh, the jokes. Oh, okay, from here on out, nothing entertaining from me. Uh, so just for, for my edification, I I believe, I don't know for sure, but I believe that most of our... Uh, audience is probably American. Mm-hmm. Uh, are there huge differences in the Canadian and American legal systems? There's differences in the legal systems in terms of what laws there are. I would say we're similar enough that uh, people will get uh, will get what I'm getting at. Okay. Uh, so you know what? Let's just go ahead and get started. <laughs> Here's a thing that I have been wondering for quite some time. Mm-hmm. Is it illegal to create a new kind of animal and then sell that animal to the public from a storefront pet store? That's not my area of expertise, but I can almost guarantee you, yes. Yes, that is illegal. Yes. I'm going to go out on a limb and say 100%. (laughs) Okay, so why? (laughs) Well, first of all, is this a licensed pet shop? That's my question. To me, it sounds like... Maybe it's not. That's just a hunch, though. Obviously, I haven't seen their certificates or anything. Um, you're also, you know, there's different uh, restrictions on, like, what kind of animals you can sell and what are, like, the, what kind of, like, shots do they need and things like that. And if you have a new animal, 
we're probably not going to know what those are. So we can't really be selling it. So, you know, besides uh, the ethical issues there, there's also, you know, some uh, bureaucratic issues that uh, I think would be really interesting to look at. So you're telling me Chanelo's illegal? I think so, yes. Okay. I, 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 we're going to start with Jedi. I want to know what Jedi is actually guilty of law-wise. <laughs> okay. Now, I have seen – I've been to a lot of comic book conventions, and I know that if you go to San Diego, for instance, mm-hmm. there's always a sign on the door that says, by entering these premises, you're agreeing that you'll have your photo taken and used in promotional materials and all that stuff. Mm. Yep. So there's kind of like an implicit an implicit contract, I guess, maybe by going into a uh a a public space like that. Yeah. A, a privately run public space, I guess. Yeah, that's and that's similar to like, you know, if you want to use a product, you have to accept their terms and conditions. That's um more or less that's what we call boilerplates. So mm-hmm. it's like a contract, but obviously there's very very uneven uh, bargaining power there, right? So at this point in time, it's arguably legal, but obviously, you know, it's a little it's a little squicky. So that brings me, this is kind of a two-part question. Number one, if I'm running Tokyo Disney, okay. is it legal for me to put people in comas who attend the amusement park If I put a sign up or I have a waiver that says by entering this amusement park, you may be put into a coma by a robot princess monster. You know what? I think if you brought it to their attention and your font size was big enough, yes. That was my next question. How big does the font have to be? Just normal size font that a person wouldn't kind of look at and go, oh, and not read it. Like 12, maybe. So I could put... 12 point times Roman. And then the, then we're talking, uh, the, the amusement park episode of Sailor Moon. That one's legal. I'm going to say yes. Okay. That's, <laughs> I, if you had asked me to bet. I, well, my thing is you can't agree to like grievous bodily harm, but I don't remember anyone actually being like dying in that episode. So I don't know. I'm going to, I'm going to say, I'm going to say it's above board. Okay. Look, if you say so. (laughs) Clearly. Uh, What else did, did Jedi do? Uh, Let's see. He was involved with smooth jazz, which I don't think there was anything illegal there. No, you can't have smooth criminals, of course, but you know. Is it illegal to run like a weight loss seminar or a gymnasium and then to use alien plant pods in the basement that are absolutely going to drain your life energy. I'm going to go, I'm going to go yes on that. Okay. And I'm also going to come back to uh, kind of the, how I answered the pet question in that sounds like we're using some kind of new like product or new like plant-based product. Um, and that's going to need to be regulated. The issue isn't necessarily with the energy draining. It's the fact that he's using an unregulated product. So, so right now, I guess we can say that Jedite is in legally dubious territory. Yeah, I think that's pretty safe. Uh, I, I mean, look, excepting in uh, episode 13 where he like throws airplanes at two teenage girls that's definitely illegal i know that yeah, i know that yep. making airplanes explode is illegal that's that's yeah. one we have here for sure that's, yes yes i think that's a pretty universal one 
but of the of the arch villains, I kind of starting to feel like Jedi might be the most in the clear on this one. I, yeah, so far it sounds like he's just got some like administrative issues standing in his way, and nothing that's made me go, "Oh, yeah, you're going to jail forever." If do you think Jedi could plea bargain down to like like to, do you think he could turn he could turn state's evidence on Queen Beryl and get out of all these charges? Well, that's a good point. Honestly, I think he could. Like, I think, or at least, or at least, you know, if not get out of jail, at least, you know, get into like one of those medium security prisons where they aren't quite as mean to you. But yeah, no, I think there's something there. Okay, so moving on to Nephrite. Right. Uh, there's one thing that he does that was definitely no Ill- illegal. He <laughs> can't can't date a 14 year old girl. Yep. 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 That no. Uh, no Juliet clause is going to help with that. That one's that's a what is a Juliet clause? Oh, um, ooh, I wonder how applicable this is. It these things vary from like province to state. I know I've looked them up and they're different everywhere. Um, but essentially, someone who is over the age of eighteen can have someone um, can have you know relations with someone who's under the age of consent if there's a certain number of years between them. So that's where you get situations where, like, uh, say you're somewhere where the age of consent is, like, 17, uh, and you've got, like, a couple who's been dating for a while, then one of them turns 18, and um, the girl's not quite uh, 17 yet, then that's okay, because there's a couple months between them, and it's not like it's anything weird. It's just a way of making sure that um, people aren't, you know, taking, that we're actually pursuing actual, you know, criminal behavior and not just two kids who are you know in an okay relationship so how does that apply if you're say reincarnated moon lovers i don't think it applies in that context i think that would be like the serenity clause yeah yeah i don't think that exists um and i'm sorry i'm sorry for them but uh no i don't think it's okay i don't think it would pass all right so moving on to nephrite primary question i have this is one that that is overarching throughout the season mm-hmm. if no money it changes hands mm-hmm. is it illegal to tell someone that you are a wealthy millionaire using a false name such as maxfield stanton as long as you're not trying to defraud them monetarily hmm well you can be trying to gain other things like information or something like that. I think we'll find the moon princess. Obviously, obviously. Um, I don't know if there's anything criminal in terms of that. You may be able to make some kind of case for misrepresentation, maybe in a civil court, if there's like, or intentional infliction of emotional distress, that kind of thing, you know, Yeah, I think that definitely applies. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I would say that 100% applies to Nephrite. Uh, so I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to say that. I'm going to say um, uh, that Molly could definitely uh, pursue him for that in a civil court. Okay. Yep. Uh, let's see. I don't think it's illegal to turn someone into a giant tennis ball. That should be, actually be encouraged, I think. You think so? Okay. It's not in my book, so it must be fine. What a, what a wonderful world that would be if we could just turn <laughs> each other into giant tennis balls all the time. Oh, yeah. 
let's see what else happens uh don't think it's illegal to be a frankenstein and run out a, a bed and breakfast don't think so either don't think it's illegal to give magic pencils to animators uh okay here's here's one similar question mm-hmm. uh that applies to usagi is it illegal to sneak into a princess ball when you are 14 and get drunk? <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, not only is it illegal for her to, you know, sneak in there. So that's, you know, from the civil side, she could be trespassing, that kind of thing. Also it could be some public mischief. Um, and actually she may not get in trouble for the drinking, but the venue would. The venue would be facing some hefty fines. Okay. Uh, it is definitely illegal to murder someone in a forest with plants. Correct. <laughs> That's for sure. Okay. Th- this one, again, this one gets a little esoteric. What is the legality of using telekinesis to play crane games? Ooh, a good question. I feel like we haven't really legislated on that, at least not where I'm from. Uh, I do know you can't pretend to be a witch in Canada. Uh, but... uh, okay, pause. Stop. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> oh, Aaron, you are going to have to elaborate by okay. all means. Okay. So, um, as you know, Wicca is a proper religion. Yes. So, apparently, I don't think it's much of an issue anymore, but there was a time when people, particularly women, would put themselves forwards as practice, um, you know, people who practice witchcraft and didn't actually do it, so they'd charge people for their services without, you know, actually performing uh, the proper, uh, proper, I don't know, incantation. So uh, that was in our books up until just last year. It was finally removed. So I suppose you can now, but you may again face something civil for like misrepresentation. Okay, so this would be like a situation. Uh, it's a real shame Jordan's not here for this one because I he'd love it. If if you're like uh, fortune telling, but <laughs> you you are not really fortune telling. Your your crystals aren't the magic kind. Yep. So you're telling me that uh, Usagi, who yep. is disguised as a fortune teller, that's that's illegal or was illegal. Yes. But I can't believe I'm saying it. But yes, if she was putting herself forward as a practicer, a practitioner of magic, yes. Okay, what if you can practice magic, but that is not the magic you can practice? Like, if you can transform into a uh, pretty soldier, a bishoju senshi, and use a tiara frisbee to turn monsters into dust, but you can't like you are clearly in disguise pretending to be a fortune teller to break up your friend ray and uh her fledgling romance with your destined moon lover <laughs> okay it's complicated uh, it's it's the law is complicated that's why we have special schools exactly exactly uh you're giving me a run for my money here i would say if she was um if uh, the magic she was alleging to practice was not related to her actual magic, yes, that would still be, that would be an issue. Okay. Okay. Could, okay. (laughs) I guess we're getting, we're now getting into, uh, into Malachite or Kunzite and, and Zoocyte territory. Okay. If 
I own something, Mm -hmm. but I don't know I own it. Okay. And then someone takes it from me. Mm -hmm. What legal recourse do I have? Does, is that the same as if they if they took my wallet? I would say no, actually. Um, thinking back to my first year property course, I'm sure if anyone here practices law, they're going to be screaming at me for getting this wrong. But there are some elements of ownership. Um, property is essentially a bundle of rights over something. And one of those has to be essentially that you are purposely exerting control over your possessions. Or you want to exert control over your possessions but are somehow stopped. So if you don't know you own something, you can't show that you're trying to exert that control. So I don't, I, I don't think it can be taken from you in that way. So, okay, hang on. You're telling me that pulling out a rainbow crystal from someone's body is fine? I'm going to, I, but here, the pulling out of the body, that's where the issue is. The actual crystal being kept, that's not the issue. Okay, we're, wow. Was not expecting uh, Kunzai and Zoicide to be the most legally in the clear on this one. They also seem the most clever, so I feel like we should expect that. Uh, yeah, you know what? Fair. Fair. Yep. Uh, let's see. What else do we have here? <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I'm just looking back at our old episodes to see. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Uh, is it illegal to wear a suit made of alive sewer rats? Are they willing? Are they willing in this adventure? They, they certainly seem to be, but I suppose they might be mind controlled. I don't know the extent of Zoicide's power in that particular regard. Yeah, I'm thinking back to that scene. And you know what? To me, it seems like they were into it. So I'm going to say that's fine. I'm going to say she's good. Okay. This is another, this is another good uh, zoocyte question. Mm-hmm. If there is a public figure whose yep. true identity is unknown, mm-hmm. is it legal to impersonate that figure? Mm-hmm. I'm not sure criminally, but certainly in the context of intellectual property, there's definitely um, something there in terms of, you know, assuming someone else's, um, like, trademark outfit or their, you know, catchphrase, that kind of thing. So while there may not be something criminal, uh, certainly the other person, so Sailor Moon, could, you know, come after her and, you know, try to bring some kind of action in a, a civil court. How much would you have to change? Because uh, obviously I'm talking about Zoicide's fake Sailor Moon. Yes. She does have a different shade of all the colors. She never says, I am Sailor Moon. And in fact, she uses different uh, crime-fighting crime gear. She doesn't, uh, she doesn't employ the moonstick, for instance. Mm-hmm. Now to that, and again, again an, intellectual, an intellectual property practitioner may be screaming at me, but more or less, there's um, kind of a, if you look at something and just kind of, if a, if a regular passerby is walking by, glances over, then continues about their day, but in glancing over at you or a piece of artwork um, says, oh, that's, um, you know, the Mona Lisa, and then it's not actually the Mona Lisa, it's something that someone's, you know, changed slightly, there's an argument there to say that that 
is not enough. So someone looking over at soy site and thinking, oh, that's Sailor Moon, and then going about their day without going up and like taking a really close look um, that she's trying to pass herself off as Sailor Moon. So passing off is, um, is illegal in terms of intellectual property in Canada. So I would say that I, I, I think she's attempting to pass off. So I think she could be held uh, liable in a civil court. Okay. All right. So you're saying this all comes down to IP. Yes. Who? And this is in the this is in the fiction of the show. We we know who owns the IP of Sailor Moon. It's Nakataki yeah, yeah. and Kadansha. Uh, who owns the intellectual property of Sailor Moon in the world of Sailor Moon? Ooh. Well, because it's not like Sailor Moon designed her outfit, right? Right. Is it Luna then? The cat. The cat owns the IP. Maybe. Are all those are all those like dolls that are in the crane games? That are all the scouts? Are the, is that money going to Luna? That's how she has the secret base. That's where she gets all the wicked cool transformation pens. Oh, they are wicked cool. Okay. Does... Okay, weird thing. Uh, assuming that Sailor Moon and Sailor Venus are mm-hmm. each the holders of their respective identities. Trademarks. Okay. They're, oh, they're IP. Uh, Usagi Kino owns Sailor Moon. Mm-hmm. Uh, Minako Aino owns Sailor Venus. The Sailor V show mm-hmm. that features the other scouts and Tuxedo Mask, is that an infringement on Sailor Moon? Because Sailor V looks more like Sailor Moon than she does Sailor Venus. Or does Minako have a case that Sailor Moon is infringing on Sailor V's copyright since she was first? Okay, so that's a complicated string, but <laughs> honestly, I, I think I see where you're going, and I would say that um, Sailor V, as she was, would be able to uh, send out some kind of cease and desist order over to Sailor Moon. Well, I guess this is probably all a moot point, because since they're from th- those people are from the Silver Millennium, <laughs> then they should have lapsed into public domain. Oh, you're right. Yeah. What is the if if something exists on the moon, if an intellectual property is created on the moon, do earth laws apply? I think if you bring it down to earth, yes. Okay, so it would just be who brought it to earth first. Ooh. ooh. Oh man. Cuz that Which means Artemis owns off. Sailor Moon. He might. Maybe he does. Maybe he does. I, I, I confess my um I didn't do very well in my interplanetary law class, but uh but my future crimes course I did much better in, so you know. Well here's honestly the reason I ask is because I have signed contracts before that talk about uh the rights for other dimensions. Ooh. That's I don't know if that's a standard thing, but like I have signed contracts for work that says you know that work for higher stuff that yeah. says that you know the company that I'm working for uh and and I don't think this was a Marvel thing, but it might be uh if anyone's wondering because that's probably what you know me working for best uh but it says that like you know it the rights are reserved throughout uh throughout all all planets and other dimensions. <laughs> 
Well, I think they can make an argument for planets, but in terms of dimensions, like, are we talking like a dimension where an alternate you and an alternate Marvel exists? Because then I think we'd have a problem. Uh, agreed. Agreed. Uh, is it legal to throw events that are themed like uh, a skiing contest or an, uh, a figure skating competition, but you are attempting to do something else with the event. You have an ulterior motive with the event. Finding the moon princess. specifically. Right, like finding, yeah. Yeah. Like you do, like you do. I think it would depend on if people were actually able to go about and do the activity uh, that you brought them there for. And what you do behind the scenes doesn't matter as long as, I guess, the implied contract between you and the people arriving is fulfilled. All right. Interesting. Uh, it's not illegal to date a Greg, even though it should be. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's definitely illegal to stab someone with a giant crystal. Okay. Yeah. Stabbing aside. Oh, well, here's one. Here's one for Jedi that I forgot to ask. Is it legal to put someone in eternal sleep? Hmm. Probably. Well, because he's not, as far as we know, he is not physically harmed. Not physically harmed. And could theoretically emerge completely unharmed at some point in the future, at which time he puts on a hood and becomes wise man. Exactly. So I would say that in terms of the eternal sleep bit, no. But in terms of where they're being kept, that might be a problem. You know, uh, essentially, you know, um, what's that word? Con unlawful confinement. Okay. Are there laws that would apply if you did that to someone at point D, which is at the North Pole? I think so. Yes. Yeah. I think, I think point D is the tipping point there. Would that be in like Santa's jurisdiction? I, yeah, I think so. I think, ooh, yeah, you know, I don't know what kind of laws they have there. No, well, wait. Obviously, naughtiness outlawed at the North Pole. Niceness yeah. encouraged, but probably <laughs> not mandatory. Yeah, I feel like that's more, I feel like up there would be more of kind of a loosey-goosey, uh, you know, kind of informal system. So I feel like we kind of have to let them decide that themselves. Okay, uh, this is this is a tricky one. When I was a kid, I read a, uh, th there was a, a comic called Untold Legend of the Batman, uh, that was kind of Batman's origin story, and there was like a an audio tape that came with it on cassette, and I still have one around here somewhere, but you could listen to someone read the story. So I had this when I was very, very young, mm -hmm. uh, and there was a part of it about uh, Bruce Wayne attending uh, school and studying to become a, a lawyer or a, a, a policeman or something until he realized that uh, the red tape that would that bound his hands would be too much, which is why he needs to dress up as a bat and punch people. Yes. Uh, which is highly illegal. But, um, but the example given in that was if you are with a friend and the friend steals a car, but you get in and go for a joyride, but the car then hits someone, you, even though you're the passenger and not the thief or the driver, can be held responsible. Is that is that more or less correct based on this Batman comic from 1985? I uh, it it would certainly in for the death it's a gray area. Um, I just actually did a memo on uh, aiding versus abetting, 
mere presence at the scene of a crime can't get you in trouble, but doing something or not doing something that aids in the crime might. So I think in terms of the person being, you know what, I, actually, I think you could. I think just through transitive property, you abetted by not stopping, maybe encouraging, but getting into the car that was being stolen. And so you're, I don't know about American law, but in Canadian law, if you're aiding or abetting your party to the crime and there's no difference in the punishment for aiding to a crime and actually being the sole perpetrator of a crime. So in that case, you would be one of the people who quote unquote stole the car. And then, you know what? Yeah, maybe you may be held responsible for that death because under Canadian law, you've stolen the car that has caused that death. Okay. Here's why I ask. If I attack someone uh, with with intent to kill. Yes. And I am assisted by the spectral forms of my dead friends. Are they held responsible for their part in the assault, even though they are just lending me their spiritual power? Yes. Or, or does the fact that they have previously been killed exempt them from the earthly laws of man? And, and does that apply the next week when they come back to life? Well, no one is above the law. Uh, so I feel like if they could somehow, uh, if charges are filed against them, <laughs> um, I'm just imagining putting like an ethereal ghost in like handcuffs, but, uh, sure. uh, but yeah, I feel like if they have that continuity of like, uh, of consciousness, I think if they're, you know, brought back to life, yeah, I could see them being charged. If you, now I'm getting into some weird Columbo shit. If you arrange for a crime to be committed after your death, are you responsible? Is there any, I mean, obviously there's nothing they can do, right? That's, that's, that's the biggest loophole of all. (laughs) I, you know what? I, I don't think they can do anything. Or, or is this going to be like a, a corpse in a situation where, uh, the, the Pope is going to dig you up and put you on trial and then throw you in a river. Which which absolutely happened in uh, the year 897. 897? Sorry, I'm writing this down. Oh, yeah, the Cadaver Synod? Yeah, that was uh, when Pope Stephen VI dug up Pope Formosus, his predecessor, and put his dead body on trial and then threw him in the river. Oh, my goodness. Oh, well, I feel like that's I feel like that's not something we would practice, certainly in North American countries today. Um. It, you know what, it may be really cathartic for some people. So while it may not be, like, you know, legal, it may not be something that we go through, like, you know, the legal channels for, I'm, I'm all for it. I'm, I'm a proponent. Yeah, Pope Law is wild. Oh, it's great. <laughs> oh, I, should, I should focus on Pope Law from now on. Uh, is it illegal, if it's not illegal to pretend to be a millionaire and just give people an assu- uh, a false name, uh, assuming that you are not attempting to defraud them out of money. Is it illegal for you to attend a school under false pretenses if you are an alien teenager uh, who is maybe a plant? If they're actually a teenager or, you know, the equivalent of a teenager in their race, and you know what, and they're showing up every day, I kind of think it doesn't matter. They're probably just excited that someone's, you know, taking an interest in learning. All right, I can't believe it, but Alan and Anne, completely in the clear. They're all good. Uh, is it is it legal? Surely it's not legal to send your child into a dangerous situation. 
yeah, that, that's an issue. You can't do that. Is it legal to send your child uh, into a possibly dangerous situation with a person you trust who well, is older but still a minor? Ooh. How old are we talking? 14? 14. 14? Yeah, uh-huh. I figured. I figured. Um, yeah, that, that's a problem. A 14-year-old can't take over loco parentis for like a, for like a dangerous situation. Okay. What if the person is the parent a thousand years in the past? Basically, I'm trying to nail Queen Serenity <laughs> on this. On and, I, Queen Serenity. and I think you have. I think she's absolutely complicit in a terrible, terrible child endangerment scheme. Does 14-year-old Usagi, <laughs> who has not had children, yeah. does she have any claim on uh, parental custody of Rini, who is her as who is her existing, who is her definitely extant, but uh, technically yet to be born child? Would this require a DNA test? Because that would match. It, it absolutely would. So I feel like, from certainly from Usagi's perspective, like no, like I'm 14, I haven't given birth to this thing. Like what? But if she's ever challenged on it. How are they going to tell that? They're going to take her DNA, and she's going to be held responsible for this kid. So, so, <laughs> so legally speaking, Usagi, like prime timeline Usagi, yep, is uh, Chibius's mother. Yeah, I think the DNA would match, and I think that's all they would need. Okay, who is Usagi's mother? That's okay. That has bothered me for so long. I think the first time I considered it, I think I was about five. <laughs> um, if anyone knows the answer, please tell me. Because she's like, there is a bit. It's it's in that um, that live action uh, Sailor Moon intros that uh, were done up in Canada, which I unironically think are fantastic. And if you haven't seen them, they're amazing. But uh, the young woman who did those consistently refers to queen serenity as her lunar mother lunar mother well that's quite sweet oh i mean i know you i know you're not a scientist but do you think usagi's dna test would match new or match queen serenity's or kukuskino's well i'm thinking like if they're reincarnated honestly i wonder if this is like a virgin mary situation and and poor uh, and poor, like, Mrs. Skino just kind of was like, well, I guess I'm pregnant. So I feel like she's given birth to someone she's not biologically related to. Okay, so you don't think Kenji and Akuko are are biologically related to Asagi, but they have raised her. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, don't think it's, I don't think you can put a tree on trial for for trying to to uh take over the world or do whatever the i honestly don't remember much about the doom tree i know it's not the doom tree did not want okay okay, here we go here's the doom tree question alan and ann keep taking people's energy yeah uh occasionally in violent ways yep they give it to the doom tree yep the doom tree doesn't want the energy and is not asking for it so these two shitty alien teens are committing crimes and giving the loot from those crimes to someone 
who has not requested it and has not commissioned these crimes, how culpable is the doom tree in these in these crimes? Ooh, living off the proceeds of crime. Interesting. Uh, well, there's certainly in terms of the mens rea, so like that's like the the mental component of a crime. I don't think that's there. So I think the doom tree would get off okay as long as Alan and Anne basically say like, "Nah, like she didn't want it. We just kind of made her take it." But if they if they don't, then I think I think uh, she'd be facing some time. Uh, all right, we do know for a fact that Chibiusa does commit a war crime in her first appearance. Uh, Good times. By uh, threatening Usagi with a uh, a weapon and making her think she's going to be shot in the face. Yep. I don't uh, need to explain that one. Yeah. Um, Chugalug charm juice. I think we would need more specifics to know if that was illegal at all. Mm-hmm. The Spectre sisters are all trying to kidnap a child. That's very illegal. Yeah, that's very illegal. Okay. Uh, is is there any legal consequence to, uh, let's say, invading a country such as Japan? Okay representing a hostile foreign power that does not yet actually exist. That's uh that's some Geneva level UN stuff. Uh-huh. Uh so that's that's uh, you know what that's beyond me. We can uh I don't know we can give Ban Ki-moon a call, see what he thinks. <laughs> okay. So so you're telling me Rubius is beyond beyond the scope of your expertise. He, he definitely is. Yes. I'm not afraid to admit that. I I know my limitations. Look, that's fair. That is fair. Let's see. Is it legal for two cats to pretend to be a child? Huh. No. I guess it depends what the purpose of them pretending to do it is. I mean, in order to save the child from time-traveling kidnappers. I, I think that's probably fine, then. I think that's okay. Uh, do you think it would be legal to open up an all-you-can-eat cake buffet? I think so. That sounds great. You, you don't think there's any, like... <laughs> I feel like that's I feel like that's damaging to, I, to the populace. It, it, you know, it's probably very unhealthy, but at the same time, you know, freedom. Eagle screams in the background. That's true. Look, no one's going to stop me if I go to the grocery store and I buy all the cakes they have. No, there's nothing saying the cashier has to be like, sir, I'm cutting you off. No one will stop me. No one can stop me. Exactly. If you were going to put uh, Usagi Small Lady Serenity on trial for the crime she committed as Wicked Lady, would you be able to hold Chibiusa responsible for the crime she committed while she was temporarily an adult? I think, honestly, I think we could make an argument for, um, well, obviously, you know, not being of sound mind, and maybe even automation, uh, which is a really weird concept that I don't think we've ever actually been able to prove in court, but that's basically where it's just like, you didn't have any control over yourself, you just did it. So I'm, I, I might be very, very bold and try to put up that defense, or certainly, you know, like, momentary insanity. I, I think she could be held responsible for those, but I also think we've got a pretty good defense. Okay, fair. Uh, is it legal to hypnotize someone into 
thinking into not questioning your existence and also letting you live at their house. Probably not without a license. A non, a non what license <laughs> would you need to get? Hypnotherapy! It's not... It's, okay, Chief Musa is certainly not a therapist. Exactly! So it is illegal because she's not doing it properly. Okay, okay. Um, <laughs> so far... I have asked you, I, I've been asking you, is this illegal? Is this illegal? Etc. Mm-hmm. I have been specifically asking if things are crimes. Yes. Uh, as we move into Sailor Moon S, <laughs> does Professor Tomoe do anything that is legal? I don't think so. I don't think, I don't think he makes one move that isn't illegal in some fashion. Uh, uh, t- playing right. Twister with your grad students. That can't be. That's at least I, frowned upon. It's got to be against like some like university bylaw like even if it's not you know in some kind of criminal legislation uh is it illegal do you know if there's anything on the books regarding the creation of sentient life from inanimate objects oh from inanimate objects yes not in terms of creating sentient life as in as in procreating <laughs> that that is a different, a different subject i was thinking like cloning and stuff and i was like yes many um okay 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 <laughs> All right, th- maybe that can apply. It, it, I, th- I think it would. I think that would. Uh, I think they would just expand the pre-existing laws on that and just uh, apply it to inanimate objects. Okay, so what would be the legality of having an easy bake oven in your basement that can make a sexy vacuum cleaner? <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> it's when you say it bluntly. Yeah. Um, so. <sighs> So is the sexy vacuum cleaner, like, can I assume that that's animate or is it inanimate? Uh, animate. Animate. animate? She, she, I would say that all of the droids uh, could pass the Turing yeah. test, yeah. other than the fact that they look like vacuum cleaners and motorcycles. That's, yeah, I'm going to say that's definitely not above board. I'm going to take issue with that. I, I would take issue with it either way, but, uh, you know, I think uh, them being sentient crosses the line do okay if you were having to defend professor tomoe in court which i would not recommend you do but yeah. everyone deserves a zealous defense that's true that is that is the law it is uh do you think the fact that he made them all sexy would work against him yes it would very much work against him <laughs> do what do you think what do you think is the best case scenario for what a droid needs to look like before, <laughs> before it stops being a real, real big strike against Tomoe? Uh, I think it's going to just need to be like a fridge. Okay, but a sentient fridge. A sentient fridge that has like a monotone voice. Then I think we might be okay. Not like, not like two sexy motorcycles with headlight boobs. No, no, I think or, I think. Or that. sexy train. Sexy train, yeah. Or okay. sexy volleyballs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Those are all, those would be no good. Et cetera. Yes, continu- yeah, continuing through uh, the house. Uh, let's see. Um, absolutely illegal to uh, sabotage your coworker's car with snails and cutting your brake lines. Yep. For sure. Yep. Let's see, what else do we have? Another episode where Isagi gets drunk. Mm-hmm. Who's, okay. Who is most culpable? Who's most on the hook 
for Memoru bringing Usagi to a party where she is served alcohol. The venue. So it's it's the it's the professor. It, it's yep. uh, Memoru's professor. Yep. Okay. It's it's not Mem- Memoru's getting away with that one, huh? Okay. Ooh, pro- probably it depends what he. Uh, oh, but no, he's so much older than her that, ooh, oh, I don't like to think about that. I'm like, well, if he's in a role of, like, a parental role, but let's not go down that road. Uh, let's see. Um, Memory's shirts should absolutely be outlawed. 100%, yes. If you are teaching at a prestigious private academy, and that academy is destroyed because of science experiments that you are doing attempting to bring uh a, an other dimensional creature to earth but you are not in your right mind at the time who gets charged not in his right mind well if he's not in his right mind and he's not convicted no one i think we're all just out of luck there so it would be impossible to charge pharaoh 90 i think it would be i think it would be difficult if they're if they're able to prove that they weren't in their right mind and like not criminally liable yeah Okay. All yeah. right, fair enough. Yeah. What kind of child labor laws are in effect for uh, Chibiusa being a pretty guardian trainee? Oh, well, I feel like she should only be doing it about twice a week for a maximum of four hours at a time, and she should be seeing a tutor. Well, honestly, she seems to only do it about once a week for maybe five minutes. So. She's, prob- she's probably okay then, yeah. <laughs> Under the supervision of her of her parent, kind of. <laughs> right, yes. <laughs> However, we're qualifying uh, that. Again, literally everything that the Amazon trio does is illegal and immoral. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Double whammy there. Is it illegal to park a circus tent above buildings without a permit? If it's if it's too low to be interfering with like airspace, but it's definitely like over a bunch of buildings. I would say it's definitely against like some local bylaws or zoning codes for sure, because even if it's blocking light or something like that, that can still be a violation of, you know, um, of your property. It can be invasion of your space. So I, I would say yes. Okay. We've kind of touched on this earlier when you said that it was illegal to pretend to be a witch. Is it illegal to pretend to be a fairy? Not that I know of, but I think then, you know, you'll probably get some upstart state attorney trying to you know equivocate a witch and a fairy so might go either way i mean look there's plenty of other charges you can get uh yeah fish's eye on yeah why why are we going after fairy yeah is it okay if you were brought in on, on this case where a child was found living under a bridge challenging people to duels with with uh practice weapons mm-hmm. but but a a wooden sword like a a a practice sword not a real sword and you found out that her mother was fully aware of this and if not encouraging of it certainly certainly providing an environment where it did seem to be the thing to do <laughs> who's who's on who's on the hook there okay so i think the answer is both in terms of illegality, I certainly think there's an issue with the parent, you know, not watching their child or foster, you know, bringing them up in an environment that, you know, is 
<laughs> promoting that kind of behavior and, you know, arguably setting them off to fight people that I, I don't know exactly what the problem with that would be, but I'm sure there is one somewhere in this giant criminal code book in front of me. Um, and in terms of the kid, the kid can be held liable, uh, at least in Canada in tort civil law. Um, if it can be shown that a reasonable child of the same age with the same education level would have known that um, doing what they did would have caused someone to be hurt. I, I mean, that seems to be the intention. Yeah. <laughs> she seems to be either being like, I am going to hurt people with the sword. Yep. So I, I think both just for different reasons. Okay. Uh, I think this is going to be my final question <laughs> for you because it is, we, we're, we're pretty much caught up <laughs> yeah, we are. On, on everything. We've gone through the Dark Kingdom, the Spectre Sisters a little bit, uh, Alan and Anne, Professor Tomoe. Is there a way to charge the Amazon trio or, or to, to take the Amazon trio to court over IP violations if they look at your beautiful dreams? Depends what they do with our beautiful dreams. They're, they're, well, they're just looking, but it does not seem to be pleasant. Well, if they're just looking, I don't think there's an IP issue, no. So there, so there is no legal protection to the privacy of your beautiful dreams? Well, I think I think there's an invasion of privacy there. I I I assume trespass would work into there, but uh, it's not like they're taking your dreams and passing them off as their own. Uh, I know that this is illegal, but I don't know the name of the crime. What is the crime where you manacle someone to a coffin-shaped board in public? Oh, oh, well, that's oh, I'm not funny enough to answer that. Forcible confinement. Forcible confinement. Often confinement. That was good. I tried. That was good. I gave it my best shot. I appreciate it. Thank you. I, oh, I guess one more. Um, the the Chibius and the horse who gets arrested. The horse. Uh, really? Okay. <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, yes, it as as should be. Honestly, um, I think that's going to bring us to clo- the close of that discussion. Of all of the Sailor Moon villains, who is the most illegal? Beyond just the attempting to murder Sailor Moon every week. Like, we, we know everybody's got that one. Yeah, yeah, all of them. I, I'm going to go with uh, Professor, um, Professor Tomoe. Yeah, that tracks. Yeah, yeah. All right, are there any other uh, Sailor Moon crimes that, uh, that we haven't touched on that you would like to examine? Uh, you know what? I think we've done a really good overview of all of them. I think um, in terms of, you know, a lot of, like, the demon fighting, I think there's a lot of arguments that could be make that made that, you know, some of those were consensual fights and not necessarily assaults. So, uh, you know, I think we've covered everything. Oh, um, tuxedo mask, glittering, all those roses. <laughs> that, that was good. That was very good. Do you think, do you think Usagi has a claim of ownership on the moon? Yeah. Yeah. As you know, sovereign territory? I think she does. Yeah. And again, she just need to try to somehow exert her ownership over it. And, you know, somehow find a way to manifest that ownership. No one owns the moon currently, right? That's the, you, like, you can't own the moon? Oh, you no. agreed on that? Yeah, I'm pretty sure we agreed you can't own the moon. Curses. One day. One day. One day. Aaron, thank you so much for joining me for what is an increasingly bizarre discussion. <laughs> thank you so much for having me. Uh, would you like to let everyone know, uh, well, I believe, actually... Because I believe you said you did not have a social media presence. I, I don't. Um, I can plug my sisters. 
Yeah, by by all means. Yes. So uh, I myself um, don't have any social media to speak of that anyone would want to follow. However, my partner in crime, Megan Carney, uh, she can be found on Twitter at Spooky Maggie. And she also has a website called The Quietly, where you can have a look at some of her art uh, and maybe uh, send some business her way. Some sailor business. Exactly. All right. Uh, this has been a Sailor Business Chibisode. If you would like to hear other topics discussed on these Chibisodes, please get in touch. You can find our Twitter at Sailor Business, and you can email the show at sailorbusinesspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we'll be reading off some emails because we've always we always like to get emails from listeners, and we've gotten some really, really great ones. So thank you all for writing in and listening to the show. The Chibisodes are brought to you by Patreon. You can become a supporter by going over to patreon.com slash sailor business and kicking in as little as a dollar a month to keep the show going and help us do fun new stuff. Uh, if we get back up above the next milestone, then Jordan and Allie will be writing more new songs. And if you've heard Allie's song about how uh, Kalista is going to kill your horse, then you know that's worth it. <laughs> so check that out at uh, patreon.com slash sailor business. Uh, I can be found by going to the-isb.com that has links to Twitter and Tumblr and everything I do uh, on the internet. Uh, I have a a comic book out currently, the Infinity Countdown Darkhawk series that I co-wrote with Chad Bowers that has some beautiful art by Gang Hyuk Lim. And uh, Jordan was the uh, main editor on that book as well. So if you like both of us, maybe give that one a try. Darkhawk's kind of like Sailor Moon, except not at all uh you can find our producer jake mason at jj underscore mason where he does several podcasts and if you need someone to edit your podcast i can say jake is fantastic at editing and has a little bit of free time coming up uh when he's not busy working on this show so follow jake follow jordan at crackshot with a zero for an o and uh that's pretty much it for Sailor Business. Aaron, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks so much. I'm happy to do it. All right, everybody. Have a great week. We will be back with a regular episode of Sailor Business featuring Aaron, as well as your sister Megan and Jordan, uh, next time. Until then, keep your mind on Sailor Business.